Today's stories. True Leave is still digesting last year's $2.1 billion acquisition. Regulator Coalition advises Congress on cannabis banking. Rhode Island's legalization bill reserves licenses for worker-owned co-ops. Yuma reinstated on the Aquis after reporting its Q4 results. Hey there, this is Neil Velio, your host of the Cannabis Daily Show. I'm here to talk you through all the happenings around the wonderful business of cannabis. Since 2017, Business of Cannabis has highlighted the companies, brands, people and trends driving the cannabis industry. Keep listening until the end of the episode and I'll be asking you a question on one of today's stories. I'll tell you how you can get involved via our social media channels. We always want to hear what you have to say about our stories. Hey, I may even give you a mention and read out your comments on a future episode. And if they're really good comments, I might even link to them from the show notes. Okay, what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Our first story involves the Florida-based company Trueleaf. Their CEO, Kim Rivers, has told Yahoo Finance that the company's $32 million net loss this past quarter and its 42.8% year-to-date drop in stock is in part down to its acquisition of Harvest Health and Recreation. We are absorbing and digesting a very large transaction that we closed October the 1st, she said. She was referring to last year's $2.1 billion acquisition, which was the largest cannabis mergers and acquisitions deal that the industry has ever seen. So we had 55% improvement quarter over quarter on that loss number. She said it was a one-time thing with charges that are not recurring and that it coincides with offloading some inefficient processes and locations. And she insists that all will clear throughout the year and they will catch up. Our second story now. It stopped short of endorsing the Safe Banking Act, but the Cannabis Regulators Association advised Congress on how the current lack of access to financial services negatively impacts both stakeholders and regulators, according to the publication Marijuana Moment. The coalition represents 40 US states and territories and outlined three main areas. The inability to access basic banking and depository services by the industry overall. The inability for minority-owned and small businesses to operate efficiently. Public safety and security. And with a further deep dive into that, the lack of safe banking and financial services for the cannabis industry and for those indirectly involved in cannabis marketplaces has become a dire public safety issue, they claim. Virtually all our member states and territories have been negatively impacted by the lack of available financial and banking services for cannabis businesses and those working with the cannabis industry. Our third story. And this might actually be a first for cannabis policy, but Rhode Island's recently revised cannabis legislation bill would reserve 25% of retail licenses for worker-owned co-ops and 25% for social equity applicants. This one again from Marijuana Moment. Some more interesting tidbits we picked out from this one. Marijuana possession convictions for amounts that will be legal will be automatically expunged by July of 2024. 
cases would be expedited for other petitioners. State tax on adult use sales would be 7%, excise taxes would be 10%, and municipalities which host cannabis businesses would add a 3% tax. 33 stores would be licensed at first, with 9 reserved for existing medical dispensaries at a $125,000 fee for the privilege. No company can have more than one license, but investors can invest in multiple entities. The legislation still needs to be debated in two committees before it heads to votes next week in the State House and Senate. And our final story for this week, Yuma Wellness, which has its headquarters in Toronto, is still waiting for the Canadian Securities Exchange to list it again. But it has been reinstated on the Aquis after reporting its Q4 2021 results two weeks late, according to Business Can. The company's share price is at an all-time low. It reported a $33.35 million loss. That was after making six acquisitions in 2021. As a result, the company will undergo a strategic review by Canaccord Genuity to assess its options. Its chairman, Lorne Abon, said they didn't believe the current share price is a fair reflection of what the company's achieved or the potential it has for further growth. He elaborated by saying, Depressed share prices make additional capital raising and further acquisitions difficult in the short term, as they would be unfairly dilutive to our shareholders. They also make it difficult to move to other regulated stock exchanges and raise the much-needed growth capital to support our brands. Well, there we have it. Those are the stories that we're watching with our eagle eyes today. Join 12,000 others and catch all these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7am without fail with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. Thank you for listening to this podcast and please do hit follow or subscribe, whichever your particular favourite podcast app allows you to do. Always feel free to visit us at businessofcannabis.com as well as through all of our social channels. We're on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. That way you'll never miss any of our updates from Cannabis Daily. All right, back to our third story now. I just know you're going to have some thoughts on the numbers of retail licences up for dibs in Rhode Island. Just a reminder, 25% for social equity applicants and another 25% for worker-owned co-ops. Do you fall into either of those categories? If you do, let us know on our socials what your thoughts are. On Twitter, we're at at BOFC underscore media. Remember, if we like your tweet, we'll give you a mention on a future episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cannabis Daily. Cannabis Daily.